welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week, Devin is... Slightly sick. Yep, so... If Devin sounds off, that is not just me messing with his mic levels like I normally do. We're putting on weird vocal filters. Yay. And this week we're... Sure that happens. I've never listened to this show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jenna is the only person I can't mess with, and she and I have a uh, pact where I can mess with everybody else, but just not her. It's fair. Mm-hmm. It's not like we'll know. I know. Your your investment in these projects that we do together is wonderful. And speaking of wonderful investments and projects, that is not what uh, New Exiles is. Uh, <laughs> new uh, This week we are covering New Exiles numbers one through four, which is a perfect jumping on point for people who want to start reading the Exiles series. If you also want to look for reasons why you should never pick up comics again. Yay. A new Exiles number one through four were written by Chris Claremont with art by Tom Grummet, inks by Scott Hanna, letters by Tom Orzakowski, and colors by Wilfredo Quintana, who would later go by Will Quintana. And last time a bunch of stuff happened, but we aren't going to go over that because we'll just go over what you get from this. Well, except that we won't. Yeah, so our current team because we lost pretty much everybody else because they wanted to have lives or Lame. recover from seizures and other stuff. Our current team consists of Morph, who is the only original team member who is still left. Sort of? He is possessed by Proteus, a mutant of unimaginable power, but he has been mind-wiped into thinking that he is Morph was a goofball who transforms sometimes. The only other member from the previous iteration of the team is Sabretooth from the Age of Apocalypse. He's the gruff anime dad. And then we have Psylocke from Earth 616 who... She was kind of on the last team. Uh, I don't know. I'd say that Claremont just like got rid of a bunch of people all of a sudden and then Like, that was where his run sort of started. I mean, fair. Yeah. And her main things are she isn't detectable by machines for possibly unknown reasons, and Slaymaster is hunting down versions of her. There's Sage, who is also from the 616. She's sort of a living computer who ended up getting filled with all of the memories of Roma, who was witness everything in reality, and she is not doing well. And also, she is very bad bad choices when it comes to how to dress. Then there is Rogue, who is a rogue from another world. She was saved by Morph, and not much is known about her except she was a outlaw on her world. There's also Mystic, who is Raphael Raven, who is the dude version of Mystique. His wife died, and mainly he cooks and wears suits. And the last member of the team is Cat, who is the alternate universe version of Kitty Pride. He fell through a portal. Ended up in the Panopticon and is good with computers. We don't know much else about her. And so 
We start off with a brief flashback of the Fantastic Four ship going into space where it is led by Sue Storm instead of Reed Richards. And then hundreds of meteors hit the ship and the Earth. Somehow the ship hits the uh, ocean like in a good enough condition where Sue survived, which makes no sense. And she is rescued by Namor, who in this universe is black. Which, sure. And then the rest of the Earth is pretty much destroyed by the meteor storm. And 50 years pass. Back at the Panopticon, Cat is trying to learn everything about the base. And somehow nobody wears casual clothes at all when they're just around the Panopticon. Yeah. Yeah, it... There's so many weird choices in this book. Um, all suits all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wearing leather stuff all the time cannot be comfortable. Anyways, Morph comes in uh, to get her to hang out, and Sabretooth watches, and he monologues about everybody on the team. Sage watches Cat and Morph play football. And asks to join. Cat doesn't want letter because Cat is sort of horrible. But Morph convinces her. And like the entire time that Sage is trying to play football, she is also seeing all of these horrible things that exist in her mind. And it, I don't know enough about Sage to know how I should feel about this. Like the only other thing that I really read with her in it was New Excalibur and their. I don't know what her deal is. Like, I know she's the computer and she has a lot of information. And she's a horrible retcon machine. And she has powers that come in as the writers need them. And those writers are normally Chris Claremont. But, like, what even is her deal? I don't know. If you know what her deal is, please send it in the form of a song to the Exod Podcast Twitter or Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, she ends up scoring a point in the football. And there's supposed to be some consequence with, like, the things that she's absorbed talking to her, but it is really, really unclear. It is not good storytelling. No. Yeah. Yep. Psylocke is meanwhile floating outside. She sees Mystic and then goes into a reflection phase where it's like, oh, Mystique did a lot of horrible things to me in my universe, but this one's different. Oh, Sabretooth did a lot of evil things to me in my universe, but this one's different. Oh, Slaymaster cut out my eyes and now I, I, I'll have to fight Slaymaster again. And then she... That one's not different. Yeah. And then she shares a a picnic lunch and plays chess with Mystic. Rogue ends up wandering into the observatory. She says Baka for whatever reason, like she calls her teammates idiots. Specifically using that word like I. I don't know what Claremont is going for here at all. Everything is awful. (sighs) And Sabretooth sneaks up on her and she ends up getting teleported somewhere else, which it's really unclear what's supposed to be going on here. And then the team gets called together for a mission. So Sabretooth wants to send himself, Psylocke, Rogue, and Mystic on a mission, leaving behind Cat, Sage, and Morph. 
Morph doesn't like that plan, but Sabretooth's like, hey, I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them. So you need to stay behind. And then he got everybody new costumes, and the costumes are not good. No. Not at all. So Psylocke now has... Yeah, Psylocke now has a purple and pink corset. Rogue has a black leather trench coat over, like, a red latex dress and tall red boots with a heel, which are very impractical if you're going to be fighting people. Uh, Cat now has a black uh, leather coat and black leather pants for whatever reason. Sage has a even worse midriff bearing outfit. Morph doesn't need a costume, but apparently he's got a more super heroic look now. And Mystic ignores what he got because he honestly looks better in the suits that he picks out for himself. But like. Did Sabretooth make all of these clothes? How did he get their sizes? There's just like. <sighs> he gets them while you sleep, Luke. He should have gone to the Norman Osborne, or the uh, Harry Osborne experience and picked up yeah. there for everybody. Because he's like, these are supposed to make us look more like a team. But no, everybody looks really different or they look exactly the same. I don't know. They're trying to do it like what's his name did. It's like how all the X-Men suits started forming around that time. No, because this was a lot later because this was like during Secret Invasion or the lead up to that. Oh, really? Yeah. This had been a few years after Morrison's run. And then as Psylocke is going to change, Sabretooth attacks her and puts on a like homebrewed version of the Talos. That way they can keep track of her instead of just like asking for her consent. Chris Claremont, what you doing? And they teleport off to their mission and Rogue immediately gets injured when she falls off a cliff. When she falls off a cliff, attacked by Panthers. Blood Force. Blood Force, a team consisting of Black Dog, Rough Justice. Let me hear me go. And... And Blood Witch ends up fighting Sabretooth in the fight. Meanwhile, a mysterious man saves Rogue in the water with a kiss. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Sabretooth, under the effects of Blood Witch, starts attacking Psylocke. And Blood Witch goes to bite Psylocke as well, but she is stopped by the psychic totality of her powers and stuff, and a storm starts. Rogue and her savior get out of the water in the ruins of Genosha. And uh, they're like, storms are coming. And the mysterious blonde man who is very tan, or we find out that he's actually biracial, who is wearing a Namor style suit, is the son of Sue Storm in Namor. And he's Remy or Gambit. What, 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 what is even going on here? Yeah, that one didn't make as much sense. It's like, you're stretching a little bit too much, guys. Yeah, like, I... Like, Son is of Namor is fine. Making a gambit is not. Yeah. It, it There's no sense of causality. Because he also still speaks with his Cajun accent. 
Maybe Namor's human daddy was from Louisiana. I'd kind of love to see Cajun Namor. Namor gonna cook you up in a pot of gumbo, mon cher. And hurt the fishies, Namor wouldn't do that. He gonna do that if Namor wants some etouffee. But, uh, yeah, this... There's no sense of causality for why this happens, because why, like, was Sue Storm really friends with Namor or with uh, Gambit or like the incredible amount of coincidence here? It, it, it's staggering. <sighs> Anyways, uh. Rogue and Gambit uh, return and see that, like, the rest of the team was either taken by Storm or by Lord Force. And we learn about how the East Coast was destroyed, North America was split in two, and pretty much every coastal or island region was destroyed. And, like, two-thirds of the people got killed on Earth when the meteors fell. Psylocke and the rest of the team wake up in Alexandria where they all now have different outfits on, which, that's weird. And they run into Wolverine here, who is missing an eye, so he's got an eye patch. And they immediately explain the whole, yeah, we're from other universes thing. And they uh, run into Storm, who is working on a treaty with Warlord Kang of the Atlantean Rebellion. And he threatens her, because the water is everywhere. And then he leaves, hinting that Namor might have been overthrown. (gasps) Meanwhile, Rogue and Gambit reach Gambit's family camp where they are being attacked by raiders. And those raiders immediately get their asses handed to them. And so they save Gambit's mom, Sue Storm, and his dad, Namor. And it's still such a weird thing. How, How do you make a Gambit by combining a Sue Storm and a Namor, Devin? Is it like Pokemon Evolution or like eggs or something? Probably. Does this mean that like if Sue and Namor hooked up the 616 and had a kid, <laughs> they'd give birth to a little gambit? Is It was in Secret Wars. Apparently you didn't re- watch it close enough. Is Gambit like Anders Climax in The Filth? where he's just like an ultra-potent DNA strand that will eventually replace all of humanity? No, no, I never read that. It's Grant Morrison. It's weirder than the average Grant Morrison. I know. What am I even doing with my life? I know of your obsession, Luke. I'm going to brunch later today, so... I might go see Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair try to murder their children today. Oh, yeah, I've got plans to go and see Mom and Dad tomorrow night. But today I might go and see Mary and the Witch's Flower and the Phantom Thread. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And I do plan on seeing Call Me By Your Name. It's good. Oh, you know what movie was uh, really good that I saw this week? What, Luke? The Raven with Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff. Because Bella Lugosi pretty much plays a Batman 66 villain whose gimmick is Edgar Allan Poe poems. Weird. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe just under Bride of Frankenstein for the Universal Horror movies for me. 
Nice. And Brad is like the best one. Though I have yet to see Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. So, you know, that can change. Yes. I saw this corner of the world. That was a good movie. Nice. Very sad. I saw the Wolfman yesterday and the Wolfman is an asshole and I'm glad he got killed by his dad. Spoilers. I also watched the Poker King. It was okay. I saw Molly's game. I saw Loving Vincent. It was not that great. I saw I, Tanya. I saw Vengeance, a love story. (laughs) Nicholas Cage did not kill as many people as I was hoping for. Disappointed. I saw The Mummy. But not the good one. Not the Brendan Fraser one. Ouch. Shot fired. The cutoff one. Cut off one's fine, but it's it's, it's no Brandon Fraser one. It's it's really really slow. Like that and Dracula yes. are probably my least favorite of the uh, horror. Yeah, Dracula was like super boring. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm gonna watch this, I would much rather just watch uh, Nosferatu or Bram Stoker's Dracula or that too. Both oh. of those at least had things going for it. Mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi's dad. So, with the uh, camp, which is randomly in the desert, which it doesn't make a lot of sense for Namor to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm king of the ocean. I probably need a lot of water to live. Let's let's live in the desert, guys. Uh, they're like, oh, how are we going to get out of here? And Rogue's like, hey, you know, I'm super strong and I can fly. And so Sue Storm makes an invisible jet to load her family into. And then Rogue just picks it up and flies off with it. And then DC comes in with a big lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Back in Alexandria, Sabretooth is smooching up Psylocke because of the Blood Witch Curse. And Rogue flies Namor and Sue's family across the desert to some ruins, and that's when Psylocke, Sabretooth, and Shadowclaw, who nobody cares about Shadowclaw, but she works for Storm, show up, and the two who are under the curse of the Blood Witch uh, start attacking them, and then Blood Witch shows up with the rest of her including Black Dog, Rough Justice, Blood Witch, Iron Maiden, who's a woman in an Iron Man suit, Sandstorm, and Black Panther doesn't show up at that point, but Black Panther is the one who runs blood force i gotta say i blood witch is like very very dumb yeah it's like hey you know celine who the new mutants hated what if we make her a vampire instead of having witch powers so Sabretooth and psylocke flip around and knock out blood witch because they're like oh hey we were running a scam And Sandstorm tries to set up a Sandstorm, but Sue locks him in a bubble. Eventually, he breaks free, though, because there's a lot of fighting going on. Not a lot of it really matters. And Sue ends up next to the claws of the Black Panther, who in this universe is a woman. Sue punches her way out. Things become chaotic. It looks like Black Panther ended up cutting Sue's throat. And then she and her team run out and leave a gigantic bomb that explodes, sealing them in filling the room with radioactivity, but it turns out Sue hadn't been killed. 
it was Mystic who made himself look like Sue who got her throat slashed, which makes no sense. And Sue is fighting to keep the radiation out, but they are running out of oxygen. And luckily, Atuma comes in to save them because Valeria Finn, who is Namor's second oldest child, uh, convinced uh, Atuma to rescue them, possibly by agreeing to marry Atuma. It's really, really unclear. And Marvel Wikia does not have enough people who actually care about this series to make that explicit. So Gamma wants to learn about the exiles in Valeria Maybe and uh, yeah, Valeria maybe married Namor or married Atuma, and they decide that they should all just leave and go into space. Unfortunately, Black Panther is setting up a shield that is going to lock everybody in and keep everybody else out, and they make it out in time because Psylocke sets up a telekinetic force field that she learned from Sue Storm. And then Ultron greets them as they approach the moon where Nick Fury is. And Amara Aquila is the president of Earth who lives on the moon? Sure. Amara being Magma from the New Mutants, who came from Nova Roma, which was a secret Roman colony that was set up in the jungles of Brazil. Comics. Xavier Files, can you explain this? Because I, I can't. So they start talking about a stuff that I don't think we're ever actually going to uh, like be concerned with. Tony Stark has been terraforming other planets, including the moon. Eventually, they're going to have a space war as they try and get back onto Earth. Sabretooth tries to call back to the team and nobody seems to be around. And they have to return. Gambit wants to go with them. And join up the exiles, and it turns out that their real mission was they needed to get the last member of the team, which is Gambit. Yeah, comics are bad. Ah, oh, but you know what's good, Devin? What? Trials of the multiverse. Sort of. Uh, so we have Earth 6706. What did you say? What do you mean, sort of? We we read some bad comics. But you said it's time for Trials of the Multiverse, and then you said sort of. Uh, There's no uh, sort of. This just is Trials of the Multiverse. Oh, okay. Uh, so, this universe makes no sense. Agreed. How do you feel about it compared to... Uh, what if Storm was an air traffic controller? I mean, it's better than that. A lot better or only a little better? It's better than that. Age of Ultron? Yeah, better than that. The new universe? Better. The follow-up stories for Age of Apocalypse, where they complete... Not as good. So our new number, 463, is our 6706... New Exiles Gambit's universe. Are you excited for the return of Exiles, Luke? Now that they just announced a new series? Yeah, I think Saladin Ahmed is going to do a really good job on it. 
I wish I was writing the series, but I like that he is going and bringing it in a direction where exiles can still or where exile the podcast and technically be canon. Yay. And then we got questions. So you ready for some questions? Let's do it. You ready for some football? Yeah. Because the Vikings might actually go to the Super Bowl. Which is cool, I guess. Yeah, but everybody's cheering for Florida and the Jaguars. Are they? Mm Mm-hmm. Someone hasn't been watching The Good Place. It's true. Okay, so Michael B., who is at Not Really Robot, wants to know, is Sue plus Namor one of the pairings where everyone comes out better, except maybe for Reed? Yes. No, even Reed's better off, too. Well, I mean... Because then he doesn't have to pretend that he feels bad about the fact that he ignores his wife. Yep. Xavier Files wants to know who is more suave, Namor or Gambit? Namor. Namor. Yeah. Imperious sex, bro. Uh, at Not Really Robot wants to also know who is more of a magnificent bastard, Namor or Maximus? Maximus. Mm, Namor. We'll agree to disagree. And then Andrew Young, who's A.W. Young in some What's numbers. That, What's your question? Why Why can't she come into the room? Why am I not oh. giving her attention? Luke, would you like to answer the question? Because I like having a room where there's a lot of stuff on the floor. Oh, man. And then Andrew Young wants to know, Team Namor and Sue or Team Namor and his own abs? Namor and abs. Do you think Namor can suck his own ding-dong because of his abs? Probably. Imperious Rex. (sighs) Or maybe he's like, what's his name? Like Marilyn Manson who got his two lower ribs removed so he could do it. Well, except he didn't have to get surgery for it. It was just a natural effect of him being half Atlantean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, that is such a weird note to go out on. Uh, Exiled is a weekly podcast. And that's not this podcast. This is Multiversal Q. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, next week on Exile, we are covering a what if, specifically what if volume two, number 60, which is. Oh, a what if X-Men wedding album. They're finally getting married. They're finally getting married. They're finally getting married in Agrabah. Mm-hmm. You ready for some wedding times? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that should be fun. Send in all of your ships because you know who's getting married in mainstream continuity. Who? Kid in Colossus. They are? Yeah. That's the uh, big thing they're coming in for in like July. I mean, honestly, it's about time. But also, it's like the most boring pairing there is. No, it's true. I mean, let let Kitty marry Ileana. Schnorfle. Yeah. 
<sighs> Come on, let Kitty be queer already. But yeah. So next week, send in your marriage questions and we'll give you our advice on my brother, my brother, and also Devin. And uh, Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast. You can find more about us at MultiversalQ.com where we have things like image galleries, uh, show notes, and a lot more. If you enjoy the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Really, uh, like us on Facebook because that makes sure that I will go and update that. Devin, where can people find you online? Find me online at Fred Fett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com. And you can also see our spinoff podcast, Exiled, which is now in its second year. And it's also dealing with Wakanda stuff. And also space stuff. We're, we're getting everything that you wanted. Uh, everywhere you want to be. Mm-hmm. Soon I'll be at brunch. Thank you for wanting to be at brunch, which makes me appear there. Uh, that wraps us up for this week. See you next week. This one's for the Blood Witch. <laughs>